All right, so let's start this Gemara. We're going to read the Gemara together. First Pshat, and then go back and start addressing the issues here. So it says the Holy Gemara, Daladam and Beis, Daladam and Aleph, I'm sorry. They asked this question to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, If you rent out your house on the 14th, there's a landlord who rents out on the 14th, Alman Livduk. Who has to, who's incumbent upon, who's incumbent upon to check the house for Chometz? Alamas Kelevdeik, is it on the landlord to do the Badika to check? Dechamira Didehu, since it's his Chometz, and since it's his Chometz, he's the one responsible to make sure that it's not there anymore. Or maybe it's not incumbent upon the landlord, rather it's incumbent upon the tenant. Why would it be on the Seicher, on the tenant? The Isul Bereshusei since the Chametz is now in his domain, he's the one living there. And since he's the one living there, so then he is the one that has to make sure that there's not any Chametz in the place where he's living. So Tashma will come and bring a proof which who's incumbent upon the Maschil the Seicher. Tashma, come in here. If someone rents out his house to his friend, So the Seicher has to do, has to put up the mezuzah. The, the tenant has to put up the mezuzah. And therefore, the same way we see the tenant has to put up the mezuzah, so too, the tenant seemingly is the one that would have to do the bedika. Says the Gemara, no, it's not a proof. Why? There we have an exception. According to Mesharshia, there's a svara, we'll see soon in Rashi, but there's a svara unique to mezuzah that makes the chi of a mezuzah incumbent upon the tenant. But when it comes to Bidika's Chametz here, my Amalahu, my, I'm sorry, what's the din? So Amalahu Rav Nachman Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Yitzchak responded as follows. Tanina, we told already in a Mishnah, if you rent out your house to your friend, if before the landlord gave the tenant the keys to the house, the 14th already took effect, then it's incumbent upon the landlord to the Bidika. Since the keys were in his hand when it came the 14th, and we know the Chiv to start Badika, we saw in the Mishnah already, took effect on the 14th. So since the keys were in his hand on the 14th, and that Chiv took effect, then it's on the landlord to check. But if from the point where he transferred the keys to the tenant, that's when the 14th came, then it's a coming upon the tenant to check. And therefore we have a Gemara, according to the Gemara, it's clear that who does the Badika is dependent on who has the keys at the time of the 14th. If the landlord has the keys at the time of the 14th, then it's up to the landlord. If the tenant has the keys on the 14th, then it's up to the tenant. That's the first question they asked Rav Nachman by Yitzchok. Now, again, another question to Rav Nachman by Yitzchok. Rav Nachman by Yitzchok. They asked a question to Rabbi Nachman by Yitzchok. If you rent out an apartment to your friend on the 14th, do we assume that the house was checked or not? Why is there any different distinction whether or not it's or not? There's no practical difference because of the shayla, because either way you can ask him. So now, says the Gemara, very simple. I'll tell you when there's an whether it's or not. When the landlord's not around to ask him anymore whether or not he did a bedika, are we going to make this tenant do a bedika out of suffolk or not?
Everyone's believed when it comes to be a chametz. Whether it be women, whether it be servants, or whether it be ketanim. My time in Mehemni, what's the reason they believed? Is it not because we assume that the house had a bedika on it? And that we have a principle that everyone's a chaver, everyone's an expert regarding the din of bedikas chametz. The Tanya, like it was taught in the Braisa, chaver shemis v'niach magur meleiperis. If you have a chaver, an expert regarding this, regarding tithing, separating trumas and meisras. So if you have a chaver, an expert in these areas that died v'niach magur meleiperis, and he left a silo full of fruits, afilu him b'neyeman. Even if that fruit was picked that day, hari hein becheskas mitkanim. We assume that they were fixed already. We assume that they were tithed. So even though they were picked that day, since he's a chaver, so we assume that he tithed them. He did what was incumbent upon him. So so too we assume, regarding the bedikas chametz, so we, that the person did, the then the did what was incumbent upon him. Says the Gemara of Mimai, Dil Meshani Hochem Yishum Dekamani Honi. He said, How do you know that you could say the reason we be, that we believe them is due to the Cheskos Baduk? Maybe the reason that we believe them is because they made a, a declaration, a statement. What, their statement makes a difference? Although we know are not able to give testimony. Therefore, why would their testimony here regarding the B'dikas Chametz be any different? So what's the reason that they believed here? The Cheskasa Baduk. Because it was checked, and we assume there's a checking, and I call Ne'amonim. So why does the Braith say, I call Ne'amonim? Rather, the Braith should really say, not a call Ne'amonim, but B'dikas Chametz. Rather, it should say, that all the houses are assumed to have a checked on the 14th. And since that's not what it says, Elamai, so that's the reason then that we actually have a a din bedika here, Mishum Amiru Dahani, is because these Nashim Avadan Katana made a statement. Hello, Mahani, but if they didn't make a statement, lo, then we wouldn't believe them. So, inasmuch as it's, we need this statement of these Nashim Avadan Katana, and that's something which is critical. So, says the Gemara, once that's become something critical, in order to assume that there's a bedika, so Tishimine did Chaskasabadok. Maybe we could derive from the fact that we have the Amira, and that Amira is critical in order to assume that the house was checked already. Then there are base assumptions without them that it wouldn't be checked, that it wouldn't be Vaduk. So therefore, the Gemara wants to bring a proof. Responds the Gemara, It's not true. Really, I'll tell you that our basic assumption is that the house is always checked. But what's our case here? What's the case? We're saying that maybe it wasn't checked. The Muxuk Londalai Bodok that for some reason we think they didn't check. They saw on the thirteenth in the afternoon they were loading up the Siena to go on a trip. And the assumption was that since they left on the thirteenth, that Avada, when it comes to the Badika, they weren't gonna come back on the fourteenth to do that Badika. So it was Muxuk Londalai Bodok, we assume they didn't check. The Kaamrihani Badkine. And now come the Anashim of Adam Ketanim and say that even though they loaded up the Siena, they came back at night and they did the Badika, they checked. So, Ma'udatema, what would I have thought without the Braisa? Lo lehem ninu rabbanon. 
that we wouldn't believe them, that Rabbanim wouldn't believe these Rashim Rabbanim Ketanim, inasmuch as we have something to prove, we have a Raglai in the Dalva, we have a basis to think that there was no Badika done here. Kamash Malon therefore came along in the Brice and taught us what? Kevin, the Badika's Chametz Midr Rabbanim, since the whole institution of Badika's Chametz is Rabbinic, why? Because on a biblical level, we suffice with a bittel in order not to transgress for everybody might say. Therefore, the Chachamim gave them an Emanus, and as much as they instituted the Dindarabana Bidika, they can go ahead and define the parameters when it exists. And they said that even though Midaraisa, these people don't have an Emanus, when it comes to this Bidika Dirabanan, whenever they make a claim, even though they don't have an Emanus, but once they make a claim, we didn't abdicate Bidika under this fashion. That's the basic read of the Gemara. So the Gemara again has two questions in Nachmar Yitzchuk. The first question was, who is an incumbent upon the, the to check the house, the landlord or the tenant, when it was rented on the fourteenth? Because Gemara's conclusion is, is that whoever had the keys when the fourteenth came will determine who is obligated to check. The second question they asked Nachmar Yitzchuk was, do we assume that a house was checked or not, as Kaskalso Badak or not? And that we don't have a clear answer on. We have two ways to read a b'raisa, have a kol ne'emonim, either that they, we need the ne'emonis, and therefore we could assume that it wasn't check, it was an ein cheskas or that no, really it's always cheskas abaduk, and a kol ne'emonim is talking about a case where we have circumstantial reason to think that they didn't do a bedika, nonetheless they're believed. So that, that question, that second question, is a suffix in the world of Nachum Yitzchak. That's the basic read of the Gemara. So let's go back again and nitpick. Let's start trying to ask questions, break into it, see what's going on here. So the Gemara starts off with the first question of Nachman Yitzchok. Let's take this one question at a time. The Gemara asks that if you rent out your house to your friend, is it Alamaska Livdik or Lasecha Livdik? So now, the first thing that we have to ask ourselves is that the Bedika that the Gemara is discussing here, is this a Bedika de Raisa or is this a Bedika de Rabbanon? We know there's a concept called the Bidika de Raisa, at least in the world of Rashi, let's discuss that the concept is that there's a Mitzvah Tashbisa, and we want you to fulfill the Mitzvah Tashbisa. Like the Ran told us, there's two ways to fulfill it. So is the Bidika here a Bidika of the Kiyam, the Chiv Mitzvah Tashbisa, who isn't incumbent upon, the Masker, the Seicher? If it's a Chiv de Raisa, we'll have to know how that works, right? We're going like, to we'll discuss soon. Are we talking about no, a Chiv de Rabbanon, the Rabbanon? That we're talking about after a bittel, there's a chiv de rabbanon to do bedika, and the question is, who is obligated to do this bedika de rabbanon? Now, already at this stage, you can ask me. I, but the Gemara on Daladam and Beis says that since mi bittel ba'alma works mi deraisa, so the whole thing is a new rabbanon rabbanon. That that Gemara that Gemara is only going on the second question of Nachma Yitzchok. The second question of Nachma Yitzchok of Cheskas Abodok, there there's an assumed bittel. Why is there an assumed bittel? We'll get to when we get to that Kamara. But we don't have an assumed bittel in the first question. And therefore, since we don't have an assumed bittel, I want to know, is this Gemara discussing Abedika de Raisa, Abedika de Rabbanon? Now, if you're going to ask my personal opinion, I would say that the most basic assumption is that we're talking about Abedika de Rabbanon. Why is that? Because we know that in order for there to be a chiv deraisa, for you to be able to transgress barbay matzei, you need two things regarding this chametz. You need number one that it's shalcha. It has to be that it's your chametz. 
But aside from it being your chametz, it also has to be bershuschal. It has to be the near domain. And therefore, if you have chametz, but it's not near domain, it's someone else's domain, or you have chametz in your domain, but you're not the owner of that chametz, so you're not going to transgress by your bayimatzei. So once that's true, so then we have to ask ourselves the question, so what's our case here? If I'm the maschir, so it could be it's my chametz, but since I rented out my apartment, so it's not my domain anymore. So tshelcha benap rishischa. So midirai said there's no chiv. If I'm the tenant, so it's Birishusi, I, mean, I took over the apartment, I took over the house, but it's not Shali, it's the landlords. So each one has no reason on a Deraisa level to do a Badika. So if each one doesn't have a reason, we Deraisa to do a Badika, so it could be that we're only talking on a Dindarabalan. Now, if that's true, the question is, where did Chazal establish that Dindarabalan for the Chiv Badika? That'd be number one. Now, how would we make it that it's Deraisa? How could we entertain that we're talking here about a dinderaisa? So now, that would be one of two things. Number one, in order for the maschir to be able to say there's a chiv bedikim dinderaisa, it would have to be that we're discussing that even though he rented out the apartment, somehow the house is still his. That means that it would have to explain that Avada the chametz is his. Why? Because he owned the chametz in the first place, it's his house. But even though the chametz is his, we have to make it that the house is still his, even though he rented it out. And that way, if it's the maschirs, so then the house is still the maschirs, and the chametz is the maschirs. In the socher, we have to do two tricks. Number one, we have to make it that the house is his, which is less complicated, right? He rented it. But on the other hand, we have to make it that the chametz is his. And in order for the chametz to be his, that needs a chiddush. So now, I brought for you here Two different sources. One source I brought for you is a prima godem, and the other source I brought for you is a rochanan. I'm going to go with you first the approach of the prima godem. The prima godem says as follows. The prima godem comes along and says that he didn't talk about this part. One part I'm going to say is an introduction to both of them. Now, what's it mean to rent down your house? What's that mean? So, really, in, a, in the most practical sense, it means that you own the house. And someone else is moving into the house that you own to use it. So one way to say it is that schiris, that renting something, means that I retain ownership, just I give you the rights to use it. It's an acquisition of a rights of usage for a temporary period of time. That maybe would be the most basic way to explain what schiris is, what renting is. The other way to explain what schiris is, isn't that I'm giving you rights of usage, but I'm making you, rather, a temporary owner, that for a period of time, this house becomes yours. This is yours. You're the owner. So it could be that this, this, this two approaches change between the two studim of the suffix of the Gemara. That if you say that the maschir is chayv in bedika midiraisa, that's because he's of the opinion that what? That schiris means that I'm giving you only rights for usage. So I, the maschir, I, the landlord, retain ownership of the apartment. You have the rights to usage, it's correct, but I retain the ownership, so it's Birshusi, and number two, it's Shali, because it was my chametz, and therefore the maschir would be chayv midiraisa. That's one side of the Gemara. The other side of the Gemara is no, that the seicher is chayv. Now why would the seicher being chayv, maybe, would just indicate that when you rent something out, the apartment actually becomes... The seichers. 
It's not pshat that you have the rights of usage, but the pshat is that it becomes yours for a temporary period of time. And that can be part of the suffix of the Gemara. That maybe it's Allah Seikh Alivdik, because since Chiris means a temporary ownership, then the Chametz is British Sekai. It's in his ownership, it belongs to him. Now, even if this is true, we're going to have to ask ourselves very good, the Chametz belongs to him. I mean, the house belongs to him, but the Chametz doesn't belong to him. So if the Chametz doesn't belong to him, so how can we entertain the Socha transgressing Bari Bayimatse? This question right now is a machlokus between the Prima Godim and Rabbi Chanum Wasserman. The Prima Godim says as follows that if the house transfers ownership, since the Socher became the owner and the Maschil left the house, there's an assumed Hefker. We assume that the moment that the Maschil left the house and someone else took over the house from him, therefore, what? Everything that he left, which was unconsequential, he was mafkir. And now there's something called a kinin chatzar. A kinin chatzar means that if something is in my guarded property, it's in my house, I lock the door so it's protected under my auspices. So therefore, the house either acts as a shliach or it acts as an extension of myself to make a kinin on that which is inside. And therefore, the assumption is that I, Ki'ilu, made a kinyan on the chametz that he left. And therefore, the seichu would be chayiv. Meaning to say that since Chiris is a kinyan in the house itself for a temporary period of time, I, first of all, I, the tenant, become the owner of the house. And in addition to that, through ownership of the house, I can acquire, through the concept of kinyan chatzar, the chametz which used to belong to the maschir. That's the Prima Gunam's understanding of how to make this Bedika, Bedika Daraisa in the Gemara. Now, Rabbi Khanan says a different pshat. Rabbi Khanan brings a Rashi on Dafhei. Rashi on Dafhei, the Gun makes a diuk in Rashi on Dafhei, that if we're talking about Chametz of another Jew, even though I'm not the owner of that Chametz, I can still transgress by Rabbi with the Chametz of another Jew. So says Rabbi Khanan, if Schiris means that I, the tenant, am a temporary owner of the house, therefore, me having temporary ownership of the house makes me the buying them its Breshusei. And now there's Chametz of another Jew in my house. Chametz another Jew in my house, according to Rashi, according to the Vilna Gun's understanding of Rashi, is I can transgress on it. So according to that approach, so then the whole question is who owns the house? Irrelevant of who owns the chametz, who owns the house. Since a Jew owned the chametz, either way you can transgress. It doesn't have to be you, the Jew. It can be any Jew. So since any Jew can own the chametz, once it's in my house, I can transgress. The question is, who owns the house? The master of the seicher. So those are the three ways to go in the Gemara. Either the basic way is that we're discussing a bedikah rabbanan, and the question, the reason why it's bedanan, the bedikah is either because it's not shalcha if you're the seicher, it's not bereshischa if you're the master. Or we're talking about a bedika de raisa, and there's a suffix of the Gemara is what's the nature of schiris? Is schiris a schus the right to usage, or is it a kinyan asman? Is that your temporary owner? And that would be the suffix of masker seicher. And the way we would make it shalcha is that according to the prima gadim, they come shalcha because the masker, the landlord, it was mafker as chametz when he left, when he gave you jurisdiction. And you, the Socher, acquired that Chametz through Kinyan Chatzar. 
And number two is because you don't need to acquire the chametz according to the Groz Rashi, because you can transgress by Yabamai Matzei, even the chametz of another Jew. Those are the three ways to read the suffix of the Gemara. So now that we have these ways to read the Gemara, let's try to plug it back in. Yeah, the Gemara asks, Rabnachma Yitzchak, who's a chayiv to check? Almid Livdik, Alamaska Livdik, Alasecha Livdik. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you a proof. So, what's that proof from Mezuzah? What's the proof from Mezuzah? The Gemara tries to bring a proof from Mezuzah. So, if I'm in the world where they were talking about a Badika de Raisa, the proof from Mezuzah is that the Seicher owns the house, right? That's the whole Kiddush here, that Schiris is a Kenyan Nizman. And since Schiris is a Kenyan Nizman, the Seicher owns the house. And since the Seicher owns the house, he has to put up the mezuzah. If we're talking what? If we're talking in the world of a Dirabanan, so what's the proof? The proof is that we see that in regards to mezuzah, whatever is incumbent upon the house is up to the Seicher. So here also it's up to the Seicher. Right? It's more of a loose, it's a loose proof. It's not saying that we prove, we can tell you how the nature of Seicher works, that the domain all is belonging to the Seicher. It's no, it's more of a loose proof. Comes along Rashi. Rashi in Divinamaskal Lasis Lemezazah says Rashi, Alma Midi de Mitzvah Ale Ramya. So therefore, we can see from the fact that the Seicher has to be the one that put up the Mezuzah that, this, that, that anything which is a Mitzvah is up to the Seicher. Anything that's a Mitzvah is up to the Seicher. So clear, clear, Meyudiyuk and Rashi, that since, how is he learning the proof from Seicher Maskir, from Azazel? He's learning the proof is that what's up to the, any, anything that has to do with the house is up to the Seicher to do. It's not a proof in the Yisidus of Schiris. It's not a proof in the Yisidus of Schiris. That's a very big proof to learn that Rashi is saying that the, the suffix here is a suffix to Rabbana, not a suffix to Raisa. That's going to be, that's how we're going to start off. So it's clear in Rashi that even though we have three ways, and even though the Achreinim are assuming maybe that Rashi is going with a Deraisa, I think from this Rashi, the learning the fact that the Mezuzah is a midi de mitzvah ala ramya, that's a very strong proof that Rashi is discussing a Vedika Derabanan. So now that we understand whether Vedika is midiraisa midirabanan, we have to go ahead now and explain what's this Masir Sam of Teichas? What does it accomplish? So Rashi, the Ramask Masir Sam of Teich says, Who kinin has according to the Gemara and Bavakama, Karka's nickness in three ways, Kasef Chazaka, and seemingly, if that's how Karka is acquired, there should be no distinction between a Kenyan Skiris and a Kenyan Maman, a Kenyan Bailas. Therefore, as Teisvis, so was the Kenyan of Messias Mateach? What is that? So Teisvis says, because of that, really it has nothing to do with the Kenyan Skiris. The question is pragmatic. Who's able to get in to do the Badika when there's Shas Badika? If, if the Maschir can get in because he has the keys and he has to check, and if the Seicher can get in because he has the keys, then the Seicher has to check. It's about Essentially, a very practical question. That's how Tissus learns the principle of Messias of Techos. 
Whereas Rashi would say, so whose jurisdiction is under? If it's under the jurisdiction of the Maschir, he has to check. If it's under the jurisdiction of the Seichon, he has to check. Now the question is, how does Rashi address this is his question? Well, Rashi is aware of the Gemara of the Baba Kama. Nonetheless, Rashi is willing to hear that the Messiah son of Teichas still be a Kenyan. So I brought to you here a Pnei Yeshua, Pnei Yeshua in source 5. Yes, the Kashin. He says, according to Rashi, you know there's something called a Lech Chazik V'Kini. Lech Chazik means that I can give you a command to go and make an acquisition. And that's considered the beginning of a process of the Kenyan which eventually will happen. Lech Chazik V'Kini. So when I say Lech Chazik Pani, what's, what's solidifying the Kenyan? The Chazik. The chazik, the lech chazik v'kni is solidifying it, but the amira, the statement, is the beginning of that process. So it says the Pnei Yeshua, Mesir Samafteichas, according to Rashi, is tantamount to a lech chazik v'kni. The same way when I say lech chazik v'kni, that's the beginning of a process, so Mesir Samafteichas is the beginning of a process which leads to an eventual chazaka. And since it leads to eventual to an eventual chazaka, that can be, the Mesir Samafteichas itself can be considered the beginning of the process of the Kenyan. Now that that's true, so then we have to say another Chiddush, since the Pnei Yeshua doesn't speak out explicitly, the Chor, he's assuming this, but we have to speak out that Mesir HaSamavteichas, that the time determined about whether or not you are obligating the Badikas, whether or not a Kenyan was put into the process. So even though that process isn't solidified, even according to Rashi, until the Maisa Chazaka, according to Pnei Yeshua, and until the Maisa Chazaka, you didn't make a Kenyan, you didn't accomplish, you didn't fulfill, finish that Kenyan's chiris over the property. Nonetheless, since that was set into action through the Messiah Samavteichos, once that Kenyan was sent into action, that's enough to qualify under whose jurisdiction does the house apply, which is a Kiddush. Because it could really come out that there was a Messiah Samavteichos to the Seicher, even though he didn't finish the Kenyan regarding the obligation to do the Bedika, it would still be like it's under his jurisdiction. The Seichah's jurisdiction, what would be Chayv and Bedika, Chiddush. But that's how the Pnei Yeshua wants to go ahead and address this Gemara. So now that we saw, that's from Nachman, the first question to Nachman by Yitzchok. Three approaches to understand the get of the Chayv Bedika, Dik and Rashi, to show that he learned that it was a Chayv Bedika Midorabonan. And then, how to understand the concept of Mesir Samavteichos, and the Yishuv to taste his kasha and Rashi from the Pnei Yeshua. Now, the second kasha from Nachman Bar Yitzchok. Yes, from Nachman Bar Yitzchok. So, if you're Maschi Abayis, the Chavir Bar Balsar, we can assume there was a Bidika or not. Says the Gemara, what's the Nafkamina? Ask him. So, here we could pose a simple question. What do you mean, what's the Nafkamina? Ask him. Why would I ask him? If I have a Chazaka, so it's a Chazaka. The Chazaka told me whether it was Balak or not. If it's a Chazaka, so then. What am I asking? How do I know? I have to do Bidika. What, what's, what's the room for asking? That's the Gemara wants to know. So here is a principle that Rand speaks this out explicitly on this Gemara. There's a principle called if there's an ability to clarify the suffix, there's a way we have a doubt whether a chazak, uh, Bidika was done, and I can clarify that without relying on the principles of suffix, clearly Svekas. If I don't have to entertain Chazak or Rav, etc., I can just know with certainty what occurred. Then I can't use Kalei Sveikos. I can't use Chazaka in order to accomplish, in order to answer a question which I could find out the actual real answer as opposed to relying on Kalei Sveikos. So that's what the Gemara says, the Shaila, I ask him. The Gemara responds, no, when he's not around, so I can't clarify it. So then, so then, 
I want to know if I can rely on Chazaka or not. Now, the exact details of what that means, you can't rely on Kolei Sveikos, when you can clarify it, does that mean that it's not a suffix at all? Or does that mean that the principles are unsaid there? That's a big discussion. There's not enough communists. It's beyond the scope of what we're doing right now. But you should know that's a concept, at least. That when you're able to clarify a suffix, and this is my core for it, that you're able to clarify a suffix, you can't rely on it. Now, the Gemara wants to know, can we assume Cheskas or Barakanat? The Gemara then says, what? A braisa, a will be a Now, at this stage, the Gemara says that what? That they're Ne'emonim. Were they Ne'emon? They're Ne'emon on the fact that the owner of the house did Badika the night before. Now, yes, the Gemara, my time in a Hemni, why do we believe them? So there's two points I want to make a deal here in Rashi. Rashi starts off, my time in a Hemni, Halav They're not able to give testimony. So one diuk that I want to make here is that the Gebraiser just said, three different categories, and the, the Gemara, when Rashi understands the Gemara's question, the Rashi says, These people are not able to give testimony. Pashtas of Rashi is that it's going on all three. It's going on. That diuk is very bothersome. We know that we believe women. Women are able to give testimony, especially when it comes to Isser and Heter. There's something permissible, something is not permissible. The Kashrus, we don't rely on women. Shechita, we wouldn't rely on a woman. So obviously, why would this be any different? So it's only a question of Isser and Heter. So we should be able to believe Nashim. So why is Rashi assuming that this question is only going on, this question is going on all three? I could have learned the Gemara. My time him. And regarding to Ketanim, Ketanim don't have Nehmanis, they're not Bardas. But if I did Nashim, Nashim Havada, they're Nehman, why not? Hidechanim Yisurin is going also on women. We've learned from a Pasuk, Vesafrada. She can't zain the key when she's a Zava. So Havada, ladies have Nehmanis. So Rashi's a pillar. We're going to come back to Rashi. The, this, the second thing I want to make my daik is in the continuation of Rashi. What's Rashi say? Isn't it because even without the Amiru, we would assume that there was a Bodok already in the house? Because what? Certainly this guy didn't transgress. The tent landlord didn't transgress. Even if he's Ama Oritz regarding other Dinim. Regarding Vidika, he's Vada Chavar. Now the question is, what's the mean as a Chavar? Who talked about being a Chavar? Right now we're talking about Nehmonis. So we turn the page, the Gemara says, La Mishum de Chaskosel Baduk. Is not because we assume the Chaskosel Baduk? And then the Gemara, to prove you that we assume that Chaskosel Baduk, then it brings the din of Chavar and the Braisa by Chavar Shemes and Nich Megulamalea Paris. But why here in the Mai Time in the Hemni, why, are the, why is the Gemara, why is Rashi harping on the fact that they're Chavar already? Introducing something which didn't come to existence. Peloploim. Peloploim. So these are two Diyukim in Rashi. The two Diyukim in Rashi. Now, regarding the first Diyuk, so the Ma'is I brought for you here, a different Pnei Yeshua, the Pnei Yeshua in source 6, Bemis wants to say that Lulei Divrei Rashi, he learned the Gemara going in Ketanim. That if Adam women have believed, why wouldn't they believe? They believed in Shechita, they believed in Nikola. <laughs> obviously, obviously. The whole source of Eidin Nechem is by women, Obviously. So, without Rashi, Tisa said, the Bnei Yeshua says that we talk would have learned that it was going on on Noshim. I mean, it's on Ketanim. On the Ketanim. 
Um, there's another Mahalik here. The other Mahalik is based off the Ran who brings you Shalmi. I'm afraid to say this you Shalmi because I'm on the internet and who knows where these things go. But uh, if you want, there's you Shalmi, the Ran brings you Shalmi. Look at the Yushalmi, it doesn't mean what you think it does. If you see the Rand Pran the Yushalmi, you have a question what it means. The Yushalmi, look at the Meiri. And and the Meiri understands my time of Mahimni, the Pshat is that Avanda women are believed. Obviously, my time of Mahimni is going Dafka on the Khtanim, not because because of the reason of the Yushalmi. Because of the reason of the Yushalmi, Avanda women are believed, it could be even more than men. But but what? But what about Khtanim? Why Khtanim believed? That's how the Meiri learns. If you want to know Pshat and the Ran Kipshutos, then we can talk, you can uh, private message me. Fine. So now as follows. So now, we have an issue here in the Gemara. This Gemara of is a catastrophe. The Gemara asks, What's a kol ne'emonim? When you ask the question, is a cheskosa bada kanat? And the Gemara answered the price about ne'emonis. I'm saying, if you understand why one question answers the other, then either you're brilliant, or you're the opposite of brilliant. Because... They're not speaking to each other. We are going to know why is it is it Cheskos Baruch or not? And the Gemara says everyone's Neman. Very good, you're Neman. That's not the question I asked. Is it Cheskos Baruch? Then the Gemara goes along and says the whole piece. Is that because Cheskos Baruch? No, I call Chaverim. So it seems to me Pashat that this is where Rashi is coming from, meaning to say that it seems like this this Brisa that Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok his answer was not just quoting a Brisa of Hakol Neamanim. But it's a my time Nehemni, and the whole time time Nehemni is because it's built of Chaveris. And now that it's built of Chaveris, then I can assume that it's because of And that's why Rashi, since it's one big continuation, it's not just a question and then an answer and then a challenge on the question and then an answer to that challenge. Right? That's how you could have learned the Gemara Kapshuto. It's no, it's one big process. The Renachem Bar Yitzchok meant even the, through the Brisa of Chavish Ames. And since Renachem Bar Yitzchok meant through there, so that's how he's answering. It must be. They were assuming that everyone's becheskas chaver, and that's why they're emonim, and that's why we can assume cheskas abodok. And if that's true, then we can answer Rashi. Why did Rashi throw in already an amad aleph? Why is it? How do we know that there's a chaver? Hello, chavers. Two steps later in the Gemara, it's not now. The answer is no. It's not true. Rav Nachman Yitzchok's answer is even in the question of the emonim and the original brisa is predicated is predicated on what? On the fact that we're eventually in the process of proving that everyone's becheskas chavr. That has to be. That has to be. Okay, so I'm going to make two more diukim here in Rashi. After I make those two diukim in Rashi, I'm going to make, I'm going to ask a general question. A sheila klolis and a sugya. After we ask the sheila klolis, we're going to have three mahalchem to answer it, and that's what I'm going to do. That's the name of the game for the rest of this year. So diuk number one, Rashi Bittu Alma. Rashi says, Right? What does Rashi say? Rashi says the source for Bittal, that Bittal works, is the fact that it says Tashpisu, and the fact that the Torah doesn't say instead of writing Tevairul. So the fact that it says Tashbisu as opposed to the language of Tevairul, so there we can derive from the abnormal word usage that that even if you do believe you don't physically burn it, you just have in mind to disconnect from it. So then, that suffices. 
So Mamele, Mamele, that's our source, how we know that Hashemus believe works, because it says Hashpizu instead of Tevairu. Now this is different than the Ran. The Ran, when he said, what's a Makor that Tashpisu can be filled through Betul? So he quoted an Unklis. The Unklis says Tashpisu, and the Ran quoted the Pasuk Tevatlun. The, the, the Unklis translates Tashpisu as Tevatlun, and Tevatlun means Betul believe. That's how the Ran learned the Unklis. So I just want to put out a Ha'ara here. The Ha'ara is as follows. It says in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Bechukesai, that when it's talking about all the different brachos in the beginning of Shani, it says, I'll destroy all the bad animals from the world and get rid of them. I'll get rid of all the bad animals in the world. Now, obviously, there's a language of Ishpati, is a language of Tashpisu, Ashpasal. And Ishpati Chayra in this context means that I'll get rid of them. They'll cease to exist. It has nothing to do with Bittabalei, but it has nothing to do with anything like that. They'll cease to exist. We'll remove them. If you look at Unklis there, so Unklis translates the Ishpati Chayra min Aretz. This is the thing, I don't have the Unkas in front of me right now, but I think the language he says is, Va'avtul chaya bishta min ora. That'll be mavatul chaya bishta min ora. Bear animals from the world. So there, in the context of Ishpati chaya romina oritz, the Unkas uses the language of bittel. So now, this is, a, this is wild. That means that according to the Unkas, the language of bittel is usable in the context of a physical removal. That's the word to use. The word Unklis uses to describe the physical removal of an animal from the world is Va'avtil. So once the Unklis himself is using the word Bittil to describe the physical removal of an animal from the world, how in the world, how could it be that the Ran's able to quote Apostle Tevatlun and say the fact that the, Ran, the, the Unklis used the word Bittil Means Ashbasa believe. It's brought for you a puzzle. The Unklis uses the language Bittel, and it means a physical removal. So maybe Tevatlun also means a physical removal of Chametz. So Bishlam, if you learn like Rashi, what's Rashi say? It says Tashbisu Veloksiv Tevairu. And it, since it says Tashbisu instead of writing Tevairu, it's coming to include even a Bittel believe. Even a Bittel believe. Good, Geschmack. The diuk isn't from the language of Tevatlun. The diuk is the fact that it doesn't say Tevairu. That's a diuk. But according to the Ran, what's his whole source? The fact that it says Tevatlun, hello bitul, according to the Uklis himself, also means a physical removal. Once that's true, so then the Ran lost his Makar. I know the Kasha. I don't even answer this Kasha. I spoke at this point with three to four Tommy de Chachamim, Tommy de Chachamim that no Shas, Tommy de Chachamim that no Tanakh. I spoke with the Tamil Chacham. His name is Ravon Cooperman. His father was Rehudu Cooperman. Rehudu Cooperman started the Mikhala. He wrote a set of Chumashim, a set of commentaries on the Chumashim. Pshuto Shamikro. He also wrote a commentary in the Orsameyaks Meshach Chachma. So this is Ravon Cooperman. He redacted, he went over, edited, and republished his father's forum on the. On the the Meshachachma, I'm saying, the man is Tamil Chacham, he's a Rish Kabur Mir. He's been there for the past 30 years of his life, at least. Akasha. I saw him in the morning, I asked him on his way to Yeshiva. I saw him that night in the base midrash, he said, Yakasha, I'm saying, knocked me out. No, it's a bum. It's a bum, Kasha. I don't know what to do with this, Kasha. I mean, it's Hashem 20 years, I have something to say about it. Right now, I don't have anything to say about it. The number one, Rashi avoids that Kasha, Tashbisa, looks at Tavayu. Also, I just want to make clear, clear here that the, the, 
The next Rashi. The Gemara says, Imnur Rabbanon bid Rabbanon. So the Pashtas, Imnur Rabbanon bid Rabbanon, means that the Rabbanon gave the Nashim Rabbanon Ketanim an Emonis. Are they Emonis? How could they make that up? An Emonis is something that the Torah says, I believe them or not. So if they don't have an Emonis, they can't give testimony. How can Chazal artificially create such a thing? Chazal can't create that. The Torah says they don't have it. So how can Chazal say, yes, they have it? So Rashi avoids it, which is, you have to, it's a darker stick. It's a, you have to take it with a sensitivity, but he says it clear. Chazal gave them a belief in regarding an obligation which only exists on a rabbinic level. How did they do that? That they allowed that they necessitated and they allowed to rely on the Amira. They necessitated and they allowed to rely on the Amira. Why? Because they have the ability to give them belief on Zangish Nadan Raisa. I mean, it's because it's not called a belief. They allowed and they forgave on it. When? When they spoke. Why? Because we believe them? Because we really believe them. Because of technicality. They said, we, don't, we weren't mitzrichel. When they said it, Pashat. We spoke this out quickly in the context of the original read-through, but I just want to bring this out. Rashi is doing this. Rashi is addressing this issue, this tension. Now, I'm going to ask a Pasha Kasha. The Kasha is a Kasha which you have to ask, but uh, I want to put it out, and we're going to see there are three different approaches how to go ahead and address this issue. So the kasha is as follows. The Gemara the second kasha, and not from by Yitzchok, the Gemara asks, we have chaskas al-baduk, we don't have chaskas al-baduk. Now, I'm going to ask you a simple question. If it's chaskas al-baduk, according to Gemara, you don't have to do a badika, we can rely on the chazaka. If it's ain't chaskas al-baduk, what's the din? What's the din of ain't chaskas al-baduk? The din is you don't have to, you have to do a badika. Why do I have to do a badika? If it's ain't chaskas al-baduk, is there still a, a chance that it was baduk? I don't have a chazalka, but there's a chance it was baduk? I can't make the assumption, but there's a chance? There's a suffix. And it's a heim him nur abonim The whole, the whole badika we're talking about here is a badika de rabonim. So if it's, if it's not a bateris vadai, it's, it's, it's not a bateris vadai, there's no badika. There's a in chazkoso. We don't have a chazalka that they did a badika, but a bit of adda. There's a chance. Maybe did. Maybe not. So it's not muchzuk. Fine, it's not muchzuk, but there's a chance. So once there's a chance, and we're only talking about a badika de rabonim, why don't we say Safik Rabban of the Kula? We should claim here Safik Rabban of the Kula and say that Miman of Shach, if it's Cheskas Baduk, so Avadi doesn't have to do Badika, there was a Badika done. If it's in Cheskas Baduk, so then he doesn't have to do Badika because Safik Rabban of the Kula. Why? So how could the Gemara have this question of Cheskas Baduk and in Cheskas Baduk, which, which, which assumes that on the side of in Cheskas Baduk you have to do Badika? It's not true. On the side of Inchas Kasabalik, you don't have to do a Badika. Why not? What's the question I want to propose here? It's a fundamental question on the original question they asked of Nachman Yitzchak. How could you ask that? So now, the three answers I brought to you these in Source 8, 9, and 10. In Source 8, I brought for you here the Maram Chalava. The Maram Chalava says that every time you have a, something which is a suffix to Rabban and the Kula, but you can be making a letter milsa. You can clarify the suffix. It's something which you could discern. Then you have to go ahead and clarify it. Whether that be in a suffix de rabbonon, 
when that would be a sveik sveikal, which would have the same result of being lenient on a deraisa. So whenever you're able to clarify the truth, then you can't rely on the sveikos. So here, what are you saying? You say, to patter you from bedika. But it's very simple. Just be imidal dovar. Do a bedika. If you do a bedika, then you won't have a suffolk anymore. When do we say suffolk drabat on the kula? If you have chicken and you have a suffolk, and milk fell in, and you have a suffolk with a shishim, so there's no way for you to, pata- to get out of this. How are you going to get out of it? To put more chicken in is also. In the madness of the kharkhilo. To go back in time and see how much went in that you can't do. We don't have time travel. So you're stuck. It's an impossibility. There's no way to clarify it. So we're there. We say, And you can eat the chicken, even though there might be more milk than shishim in it. Fine. But if we're not discussing, if we're not discussing that case, we're discussing a case where we have a suffix where there was a badika done. And right now, in the present, you could do badika and clarify that. So do it. Do badika. Take care of the problem. What's that mean? There, suffix wasn't said. If it's then you have to do badika. That's the way I'm going the Magad Mishnah says a whole different explanation. The Magad Mishnah wants to bring a Ra'al, and he says as follows, according to the Ra'al, you know, the whole concept, whenever I do B'dikas Chomets, how do I know if I'm going to find Chomets or not? Every B'dikas Chomets, I have a suffix, whether I'm not going to find Chomets. So says the Magad Mishnah, the concept of B'dikas Chomets was something which was called, which was Niskanala Suffolk. It was established in a circumstance of doubt. So the same way that the, the, the B'dikas Chomets itself was established in a circumstance of doubt, Every B'dikas Chomets is a Suffolk to Rabbanon. So here, Avada and Avada then, when it comes to the Suffolk to Rabbanon, of Odei Yechayi B'dikas Chomets, Kol B'dikas Chomets was Niskan on the Suffolk. So Avada, you have to do the B'dikah. That's the Magad Mishnah. The Magad Mishnah would be a way to answer this question. Now, I will, I will say parenthetically, if you get this good, if not, not. It's not make or break. There's a difference between the nature of the Suffolk. When we talk about that B'dikas Chomets was Niskan al that means that you have a Vade Chiv. You have a Vade Chiv for B'dikah, just the Vade Chiv on the B'dikah was whether, in a, in a case of Suffolk, whether the Chomets existed or not, but the Chiv was B'teras Vadai. Here, when it's in Cheskos Abodok, so we have a Suffolk whether they Mechuv or not. It could be a Mechuv, and it could be a Namechuv. We don't know. So in the case of a Suffolk whether they Mechuv or not, there we don't have maybe the Din of... of Maybe the din of, of all the B'dikah's comments was Niskan al doesn't apply. You don't have the Magad Mishnah. We don't have a Makor that the Magad Mishnah's din applied under such circumstances. That's a Chilik. Whether a Chilik is Machalik, I'm not sure. I have to think more about it. I've been saying it is Machalik. Whether if the Magad Mishnah is right and this is an application of it, so it would be a proof even in the in the, in the Chiv, the state of Chiv, it was Basafik, even there we would say it's not Niskan al Now, the last thing I brought for you here is a Rosh. This Rosh is at Sarat it's upsetting, but let's do it. Just because it's upsetting doesn't mean we're going to have to deal with it. It's actually quite kishmak at the end of the day. So the rush comes along, he rolls up his sleeves, and he says, You know what? The second cash of the Gemara says the rush, The Gemara doesn't answer that. Like we spoke out, we have two ways to read the Braisa. is Dafka, and therefore, Tifshuminei, that ain't Cheskasa Baduk. Well, and it's only talking about a case where there's some kind of with a circumstantial reason to think that they didn't do a badika. 
Says the Rosh, the Yerush Yochel Avatel. It seems like if he does a bittel, or have his fig in the Rabbanon, that makes it a suffix on the Rabbanon, but as the in the Kula. So comes along the Rosh and says, Taka, it's a suffix to the Rabbanon the Kula. Suffix to the Rabbanon the Kula. On that, we're going to ask, Gemara the Kuli Alma, if it's a suffix to the Rabbanon the Kula, then what's the Gemara's Kasha from the Nachman Bar Yitzchok? According to the Nachman Bar Yitzchok, if it's a suffix to the Rabbanon the Kula, if it's any Chaskal Sobodok, why is he Chayven Bediko? Pelaplayim. The Rosh is saying, we're using the concept here of and nonetheless, we have a, sta- a side in Renachem Bar Yitzchok of Inchas Kasabadok that we're going to machayiv the Seicher to do a Bedika, even though the Rosh is applying the din of of Savik Rabban Nakula. How could that be? Then by the Seicher, we should also say Savik Rabban Nakula. So I'm ready to answer this. I want to, I want to bring it, I'm going to introduce a concept. The concept is something called a cheskes iser, a cheskes chiv. A cheskes iser means if we have a suffix, there's a difference between a suffix, like our case of chicken and milk, which we have no preconceived notion of whether or not the shishim or not shishim. There's nothing here, there's no pashtas of how to determine the situation. To a difference, let's say a different situation I'll give you. The Shukhnoruch discusses that, let's say if a person wants to say kriyashma and there's meirag lime on the floor. So, if to say Kriyashma in front of that Meiraglayim is also made a Rabbanon, Chazal made it to it's not covered to say Kriyashma under such circumstances, Dvam Shekvidusha, the Meila in front of Meiraglayim, we don't make, we don't say Kriyashma. Now, how do I get rid of that? So, says the Shachon Aruch, very easy, take a Revius of water and pour it on the Meiraglayim. And if you pour a Revius of water on the Meiraglayim, then it's put to say Kriyashma. Comes on the Mishnah Bura and says, What happens if I pour water on the Meirag Lion? But it's a suffix. Whether or not there was a Revius in the water. It was less than a Revius, it's still Asr. If there's more than a Revius, then it's more to say Kriyashma. Am I allowed to say Kriyashma or not? So there, the Mishnah Bura brings two opinions. One opinion is that it's Mutter. Why not? And that's what the Mishnah Bura holds in But the Mishnah Bura brings a Chayyotam. And according to the Chayyotam, it's Asr. Why? Because there's something called this Chazik Yisura. What's this Chazik Yisura means? That means that, what's the Pashtus? What do I know and what don't I know? I know that there was Meirag here. If I know there was Meirag here, and now I have a suffix whether that changed, so claims the, 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 the Chayodom, there we don't say Suffolk Rabban and the Kula. Suffolk Rabban and the Kula tells me that in a circumstance, like when I have chicken and milk falls into it, I don't know if the Shishim, so there, when there's no... There's no pashtis, there's no basic way, the basic assumed approach of the, what's the situation, what's the reality here. So then I go to Kula. But here there's a pashtis already, the pashtis of this Asr. Why? Because before anything happened, before I had a question, it was Asr, because there was Eregayim here. So says the Chayotam there, you don't say, Safik Rabban and the Kula. So I could hear the same thing here. We have two, so let's, let's take it as follows, let's take it slow. What's the question we're coming to address? I think there's two separate questions that we're coming to address here. One question we're coming to address is that according to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, if it's in Cheskasal Bodok, if it's in Cheskasal Bodok, why don't we say Safek Durabana the Kula? That's one question. The other question is how do we paskin? Do we paskin halacha that it's Cheskasal Bodok? Or do we paskin halacha that it's in Cheskasal Bodok? 
Those are two different questions, and I think that this is going to be the Mavteach. And let's go with it. If the Rush, let's assume the Rush holds, like the Chayyadam, that Namakam of Cheskas Isser is Chazaki Sura, that there's a pre assumed notion of how to approach the situation, and then we wouldn't say Safik the Rabban and the Kula. If that's true, so let's plug it in. If we don't say Safik the Rabban and the Kula, there's a pre assumed notion. So now, here, there's a Cheskas Chiv. Before anything happened, the Pashtis is someone's time to do Badika. Now we have a doubt. Did that change or not? So here comes along the Gemara, according to the Rosh, and says, Aye, it's in Cheskas Abaduk. So very good, it's a Safik Rabbanon, but there's a Cheskas Chiv. The assumption is, the Pashtis in the situation is that someone has to check. And since it's in Cheskas Abaduk, nothing told us that there was a check here, so the Pashtis remains the Pashtis, and there's a Chiv Badika. So that's how the Rush would read the Gemara, because since the Gemara is talking about a case, a specific case, and in that specific case the Gemara is discussing, there was a Cheskas Chiv. So under that circumstance, we don't say Safik Rabban and the Kula. But when it comes to when it comes to the Safik of the Gemara, which is what the Rush is talking about, there the, the Rush brings the Gemara and it says, that, that question of do we have a Chazaka or not, that the Rush says, is Nibaydul Ivshetah. Aye, that question is Nibaydul Ivshetah? That question is not as Chazaki Surah. That question, we have no pashtis of whether assuming that there's a stomach of Cheskos Abadok and Cheskos Abadok. That's the doubt of the Gemara. There's no circumstance that was going to prove one way or the other. And inasmuch as that's true, so then everyone agrees that we can rely on the din of Safik Durabad and the Kula. So the answer to the steer and the Rosh is it depends on what we're discussing. If we're discussing a context, there's a pre-existing reason to think that there's a cheskas chiv, there's a cheskas iser. So there we can't implement the principle of Safik Rabban and the Kula. And that's the reason why in the Tzad of Enich Cheskas Abodok, you can't say Safik Rabban and the Kula, the pattern for Badika, you're still going to have a chiv Badika. But when it comes to the halacha of whether or not we'll say cheskas Abodok or not, so there we can go back and forth the principle of, of Safik Rabban and the Kula. That's this piece. In Yitzhashem next week, we're going to see Reb Chaim together, and we're going to start with, uh, with open the next Gemara and Avav. And in Yitzhashem, looking forward.